welcome to a new episode of the Seriously in Business podcast. Today, I have a beautiful guest to share with you, and this one's a little bit different because I dive right into her story. So, Laken is a business mentor and um, an inner work specialist, and pretty much she's got an incredible story. I'm going to read out a bio in a moment, so you'll get a bit of a glimpse into that. But in essence, her story is really interesting, and I love the different stages that she's gone through, what she's had to work through, and the businesses that she's done, and how that can then help you to grow and scale your own businesses. So we chat anything from her story all the way to scaling, all the way to hiring and delegating, to the inner work and all of those different parts. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you, and I know you're going to love it just as much as I loved recording it. Laken Chinpoi is a business mentor and inner work specialist empowering high-performing women to cultivate both inner and outer strengths for integrity-led business. Businesses. With a decade in entrepreneurship, she's built, scaled, and sold multiple six to seven figure businesses. Her unique approach blends inner work, outer work, and relationship dynamics holistically. Despite challenges like moving countries, experiencing abuse, bankruptcy, and tumultuous relationships, she's risen through lifelong inner work. Today, she's based in New Zealand with her husband and teenagers, and Laken nurtures a thriving coaching business. I hope you love this episode, and let's dive in. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This podcast is for small business owners who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role that it plays in building a successful business, business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from guest industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so, helping them to build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to help you do the same. Join us every week for a new episode to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and to get you looking seriously in business. Let's dive in. Yay. Amazing. Welcome Laker to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. It'll be great. All right. I want to start with the question I ask every single guest, and that is, what is an average day in your life and business look like? Give us a bit of an insight into the behind the scenes of your life. Okay. I love this question. So I'm a morning person. So I tend to, I feel like my brain just works best in morning. So I tend to try and get a lot of my stuff done in the morning. Um, So I have two teenagers. So most of the time my morning always starts off with what I just call grounded morning. I have a coffee by myself. I get up before the kids wake. Um, I learned that from when they were very young, just wake up an hour earlier. Um, so normally me and hubby will just have a coffee together. Then we get the kids up, get them ready for school, get them off to school. And then I normally will always head to the gym around that eight o'clock mark because it's nice and quiet. Um, and then I always get in my gym sesh, come home, I cook a big brekkie. And then I normally just sit down around that 10-ish mark by the time I get ready, had breakfast, things like that. So then that's when I kind of get stuck into my work. Um, and each day can look so different, but that would be like my work, whether it's in the business or on the business, however that might look. Um, and then especially this year, I've really created some boundaries around making sure I finish by that three-ish mark to be more present with the kids. Cause I didn't do that for a very long time with my past businesses. Um, so that's been feeling really good. So I'll tend to do, it just really depends about anywhere from like three to six hours a day, depending on what's going on, where we're at in the business, launching all that sort of thing. Um, and then the afternoons is a lot of sports. <laughs> like I'm a taxi driver <laughs> from A to B all the time. Um, and then it would normally be family, like hubby cooks most nights, which is lovely. Um, and we do a lot of board games in our house. So if you haven't played Monopoly Deal, 
definitely good game. Get it. It's like yeah, five like bucks <laughs> um, and it's a whole lot of fun. So I would say that's pretty much like an average day and I tend to go to bed pretty early. Cool. Thank you for that insight. I love, I love hearing those different bits and pieces. And I love those boundaries you put into place. My daughter's going to like three year old kinder next year. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I still only work when she's there, like, and then try to still be present again when she's back home again. So like starting those boundaries early because I can, but also yeah. it's tempting just to work all the time. So it yeah. really is. Hey, and, and when they get older, they will remind you. <laughs> oh, that's probably a good thing, but also not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, like last night I knew I had to get a couple of things finished and Breeze is like, one of our boundaries is actually ask me for my attention because sometimes they'll just like bust down the door and I'm just not present. And so we've really had to have conversations about, hey, mom, do you have time for me right now? Because otherwise I'd look at them, but I'm still in my head with what I was doing. And so now it's like, we've gotten a lot better on how that looks, especially when you work from home as well. Cause like I said, it's easy to either still be up here or literally be doing something. Yeah. You get pretty good at just giving the answer, you know, that they want. And you're like, yeah, I've definitely did actually listen to you. Yeah. It's a, it's a skill. I think all humans have, and it's not very good sometimes. Yeah. So I love that you've kind of yeah, really intentionally gone about that. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So you've got, you've had quite a big journey in your life and in your businesses um, could you give us a bit of a snapshot of what that's looked like for you? And I guess how that's kind of brought you to where you are now in your business and life? Yeah. Um, so my journey has been extremely colorful from a very early age. I've went through a lot of traumatic events. I had, yeah, just a lot of key pieces happen, um, that I had to go through that, you know, many young girls should never have to experience. So I feel like that really, set the tone for a lot of things I experienced in my later teen life as well. Having divorced parents, finding out I had a different dad when I was like 12 years old, just like, yeah, lots of little things that created a lot of trauma and wounds for me. Um, So teenage years were extremely challenging and I didn't have any context back then as to why, but obviously in hindsight now we're seeing everything I went through with my childhood. It made so much sense. So I was not fitted into the school box. I did not do school well at all. I actually didn't even finish grade 10. I didn't even get my papers. I was out of there and I started um, doing beauty therapy. Like I actually had the best manager, you know, one of those people you look back in your teen years and you're like, you needed that person. And she was that person for me. Um, So I went straight into doing my diploma in beauty and I worked with her for a very, very long time, which was amazing because I've always had that to fall back on now no matter what's presented in life, like beauty's always been the core foundation of a big part of my life. Um, So later on in my teens, fast tracking a whole lot of that, I found myself in a very high level DV relationship with my son's father and I become a mom at 19. And once you become a mom to teenagers, you realize like there's so much more out there. Like I would never change a thing, but it changes everything, you know? And at 19, I thought I knew everything. I'm like, what's the big deal? I'm just having a baby. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but it really put my life in a different trajectory. So I went through a lot of postnatal depression, um, a lot of anxiety. I was medicated quite heavily for about 10 years um, from the age of 17. So once I got myself out of that situation, which took a lot of time, like a lot of strategy, a lot of planning. Um, at 22, I met my daughter's father. And I thought we'd be together forever. It was like the white picket fence, bought a house, all the things. And I become a single mom overnight. 
And um, yeah, he chose different for himself. And here I was 22, single mom with two kids um, and a very long process when it comes to, you know, co-parenting and all that sort of thing and found myself bankrupt. I lost my home. I lost my car. I literally was kind of at a rock bottom again. I felt like I'd been at this point quite a few times now. Um, And I just remember thinking to myself, like, there had to be more. And I I didn't really know what that even was at the time. Like, I was pretty heartbroken. I was so lost. I felt like I had nothing. But there was just this internal piece that was like, I will never be back here again, you know, and not even in the heartbreak sense, but in the position that I felt as a woman, as a mother, yeah, there was just some, that, that window that we get, I think sometimes that little pocket of opportunity and yeah, I just went, got myself a place, started my life. I was at a bakery, so Brumbies for all the Aussie peeps. Um, I was at Brumbies. I dropped the kids off in their pajamas to daycare, you know, here's your breakfast. I'm off to the bakery, get, do what you've got to do. Um, and then about a year and a half after that, I met my current now husband. Um, so that was a little over a decade ago. And we, I honestly had just called in the same person in a different body. It was like, how does this keep happening to me? Um, and we were very toxic. You know, I was a very insecure, unhappy woman back then. And I just had no self-esteem and you go through so many identities when you become a mom, yet alone a teen mom, um, that, yeah, it was just really toxic and unhealthy. And we got to a point that I was like, I'm just not doing this to me or my kids. And I didn't know what that looked like, but I was like, you need to go do your own thing. I need to figure out who I am. Um, but long story short, we started a healing journey and that was really, really cool. And we managed to be able to do that together. So that's, you know, almost 10 years on now, um, which is just incredible. And in that time, he actually helped me start my own beauty salon. So I was, you know, on the pension working at Brumbies. I didn't have any extra cash at the time and he was a minor. So he went and bought me my makeup kit, my spray tanning gun. And he was like, start your own. Um, and I was working for this guy at the time and it just wasn't the environment. And I walked out in my lunch break and I just never went back. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to give it a go. I created my brand on, it wasn't even Canva back then. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was the standard like makeup brush, you know, with the dust. And like, I think I called it bedazzling back then. Um, just, you know, back then it was so much about cards. Like you'd hand your card out and you'd go drop it off in letterboxes. And I just played full out. I was working seven days a week. I got my dad to babysit whenever I could just to grow a clientele. Um, and I started from my daughter's bedroom. So I moved my daughter out of her room into her room with her brother. Cause we were just in like a little two bedroom unit and, uh, sorry, three bedroom. And I moved into her room, started from there. And yeah, within a year, I just had a wait list. I become the first like brow specialist because brows were not a thing back then. This is like 12 years ago. Um, And I honed in on my niche. And I think that's really cool as well. Like I become really known for something that separated me from a lot of other beauty salons. Um, And I had two times award winning, which was cool given I started from my daughter's bedroom, you know? So that was a massive accomplishment. Eventually got a brand, which was really, really cool. And it was the House of Queens. And my husband did the little logo with the tweezers and things like that. Um, and then a little later on in life, 
he always had a passion for CrossFit. And I was like, why don't we just start a gym? Like, I don't know where I got the grit and tenacity from in my life, but I was like, let's just give it a go. It can't be that hard. And he was working at the mine. So this was in 2016. And he rang me one morning and he's like, I quit. And I was like, oh, shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> like, what? And he's like, I've quit. And we gave up a very great mining, you know, income to go out on another limb and start a gym. And I wasn't even exercising, you guys. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, we've got this. Um, and again, like, honestly, I would say brand and personal brand was such a big thing. You know, I got to really leverage my clientele in my salon. Um, yeah. Dan was so, yeah, Dan was so well known in CrossFit. So within six months, we outgrew our backyard and moved into a 400 square meter complex and started Chosen One. Um, so that's like a big chunk of the story. And then the pandemic hit and all of our businesses got shut down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I found myself no income, no idea when they were getting reopened, didn't know what was going on in the world as did everyone. Um, it was such a big time for us. And literally about four weeks before we shut down, my brother lost his brother. So it was a lot happening in our life at the time. And I had started doing hypnotherapy and life coaching. And at the time I had a mentor say to me, why don't you go online? I was like, what do you mean online? She's like, let's take this online. I was like, let's do it. I'm like, and, and it was so great. Like I needed something else to focus on. And, you know, I had the moments in the bottom of the shower, bawling my eyes out, wondering if our businesses were ever going to come back. Um, and then I just started online and I mean, we're here now, <laughs> like there's a lot in that as well. <laughs> I feel like I could just keep talking. So I'm going to like pause and let you, um, take what you want from all of that. No, that was great. I, I, I was on, I was on a journey with you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, there's so many parts. I know, but like, I don't think you could have shared that any shorter. Like there was just so much yeah. to that. And yeah, I love, I love hearing your journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank um, you. Yeah, that is, that's, that's really cool. And so yeah, yeah, your two businesses, were you, you were running those together at the same time, hey? Yeah. Yep. So I had the salon for about five years before we started the gym. Yeah. And then we started the gym from our backyard and then, yeah, we moved into a building. So we would have had the gym for about four years before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic hit 70% of our gym memberships just dropped off obviously, cause they lost work in that as well. And then mm. my salon was fully shut down. Like there was no income. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what, why did like, were you already studying life coaching at this point or did you start doing that once the pandemic hit? Yeah. So Dan and I, when we decided there was something really special here and we wanted to be together, we didn't know how that was going to work. I would say we started doing bits and pieces in 2015, like going to retreats and just reading a lot of books and doing all the self-development quote unquote things you do. Yeah. And then in 2018, I decided, um, I don't know how it even come about, but I was like, I want to do NLP. And Dan's like, do it. And up until that point, I was like, 29 maybe I had never ever had time away with by myself without my kids or like for a long period of time and it was in Sydney and I would have to fly from Queensland to Sydney and I was like this is like big girl stuff like it felt so odd to me to spend that amount of money on myself do that for myself go away pay for the hotel like all of those things so yeah 2018 I did ended up doing all of it so I become master's trainer in NLP um and I had just been like dabbling with in-person clients doing life coaching 
and that. So I'd probably done maybe half a dozen clients once the pandemic hit. And then, yeah, my coach was like, let's go online. Go online. There you go. And then, and then that, that took off and I'm assuming your other businesses are no longer running. Yeah. So wild. Um, I, uh, I was, and I was just saying to you, Jack, before we got on here, like I would say I was one of them people that fell into the online space. Like whilst I had an understanding of marketing in that, like I had to for my other businesses, it's like, you only know what you know. And then you come into the online world and you're like, this is like a whole nother, <laughs> like so naive. I was just like this little spring chicken. That's like, I'm here to help everyone. Like, let's make you feel confident. But I also missed that part because it was just like, I showed up no matter what, you know, like you had nothing to lose. You just wanted to help. Um, And all of a sudden it just took off. Like I never, ever came into this industry ever thinking in a million years I'd replace one business, yet alone both my businesses. Like that was not even a thing. Um, And then when I realized what was possible and how much I was helping people and the impact that I was having. It's been so many moments of like, oh my God. And I knew it was growing. And then I had my very first program launch and it was Queendom back then. And I had like 20 women come into my first ever program. And then when I, but back then it's like, you're not focusing on data and the analytics and, you know, you're focusing on like, who's coming in, how can I help them? But when I actually really started to get that 20 for a lot of early entrepreneurs is not quote unquote normal. I was mm. like, oh, it's not. Like, <laughs> And then from there, it just started growing and yeah, it becomes something wild. And, and, and the cool thing with brand is I was so into leopard print at that phase of my journey. I would literally have, this is the power of brand guys. I would have people send me photos of anything leopard print. They're like, this reminds me of you. This reminds me of you. And it, it was so cool because like I had become known whether it was a leopard print shirt, something on my head, like my branding um, for leopard print for a really long time, which I thought was really cool as well. <laughs> I'm the same with purple. I get people yeah. sending that all the time. Like I'm not, I'm so okay with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. And so I, you guys aren't in Australia anymore, are you? No. So, so there was a move that happened somewhere in there as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after the loss of my brother-in-law, like life took a little bit of a turn for Dan in what just everything for him, you know, like he went through a big season of grief and depression and we're running a salon, we're running a gym, trying to support him through that phase of the journey. And we got to a point and a crossroad, which I think you often come to in business where it was like, we either need to dump a lot of money into this business and take it to the next level or it's time to really look at potentially parting ways so he can have the space that he needed to process and figure out who he was in this season. And it took a while, I would say quite a few months for him to land in the decision that it was time to sell. But once we made that decision, it felt so light. So you always know, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the best decision. It was like really sad to leave the community, but it sold within 24 hours to one of our members. So that was just like the bee's knees. Um, And she's doing a great job of that keeping it going. So then Dan became stay at home dad helping with, you know, after school things and all that while he was figuring out his next moves. And then when I started to look at the coaching business, there was a lot of consistency starting to come in. And I just remember thinking to myself one day, I thought I'd be in beauty forever, right? Cause I loved it. This is, this is the hardest thing is I loved it still so much. I loved my clientele. I loved what I did, but I was like, what if, 
I built this business to be something that I can do from anywhere. Like what if beauty wasn't meant for me forever? And that was really uncomfortable to look at and sit with. And I just started playing with the idea in my mind of the possibility of one day potentially being able to let the salon go and that whole part of my identity. Um, And I did some work and I really set ourselves up foundationally, you know, strategically and things like that. And I got to a point where I'm like, I think we can do this. Like, I think we can actually let this go and and move. And I'd only lived in Rocky since I moved there from a young age. I was born in New Zealand. Um, my husband has Kiwi in him. And I was like, do you want to move to New Zealand? And he's like, yes. And I was like, can we do this? Like, can we pack up everything with two kids? We got married in November last year. By the end of December, we'd sold our house. The businesses had closed up like within six weeks. We sold the house in the first five days. Like it just, everything aligned. It was just meant to be. Um, And by the end of January, we completely moved countries and now we're living in New Zealand. That's so wild. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Great. Okay. Enough of me picking you around. Like, I'm just like, to just entrance in your story, ask you so many random questions. I'd love to know now, like, as you say, you're like, you, you haven't, you've had your business for what, three years now, but it's, it's grown and it's scaled really quite quickly. And so I'd love to, to, to learn from you, I guess, some of the different, different things that you think made that happen for you, whether that was to do with brand, whether that was to do with strategy or systems or mindset or boundaries or whatever that is, what do you think helped you to kind of scale your business? So for anyone listening that, that is wanting to grow their business. Not everyone does, but for those who are wanting to, what are some things we need to make sure that we're thinking about and, and doing in our businesses? Yeah. I think everything you just mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely all of that. Um, and I work very much seasonal, you know, like I very much have a business model that supports my life. Um, I very much have a business model where I'm not launching 24 seven, you know, for me, it's, it's spread out throughout the year. Uh, So I think in the beginning, also just really giving context for anyone that's starting that hasn't got back business experience, you know, like I had definitely had a lot of business experience and I think that's really important to share Mm. because I don't want anyone to feel like that it just happened for me because it could look like that from the outside, but I had a lot of knowledge in the things that I needed to be focusing on. I'd built a lot of confidence in myself with running a gym, having to be online all the time. So whilst there was still a lot of self-doubt and a lot of things to move through, I already did have a pretty solid foundation in different areas. So I just want to like preface that first. Uh, But I would say, especially if you're in the earlier stages or like growing to the first, you know, six figures, say it's going to be a lot of mindset mixed with getting your foundations down, you know, getting you know, and I know you talk about this, Jackie, like getting really known for something, being, you know, whether that's in color brand, whether that's in your niche, whatever that might look like, starting to really be known for your thing and area of expertise. Definitely like in the beginning, it's more of a step-by-step framework. Like here's the step, here's the next step, here's the next step, follow the breadcrumbs. It's consistency. It's showing up. It's a lot of mindset, you know, a lot of that coming over self-doubt, holding more in your capacity, bigger leadership, just things like that. Um, But everyone's timeline is so different on how that looks too. And, you know, whether you might have a lot of inner work to do in the beginning and you may not see a lot of external tangibles first or 
Some people have really fast external tangibles, but they've already built a lot of inner capacity. So it really varies. And I think it's so easy in the online space to get caught up in comparing or thinking you're not where you're meant to be, or you should be further ahead. Or, And if there's anything I've learned with this journey, it's just like, as, as annoying as it probably sound, like it's meant to happen at its own pace. You know, there's a reason if clients aren't flooding in right now that there's a reason for that. And it's like, can we look at that? Is it mindset? Is it strategy? Is it structure? Like, what do I need to be focusing on? Because it's so easy to focus on. I'm not having any clients come in, but we may not be looking at, okay, well, what are the reasons? Like, what do I need to be looking at here? How can I leverage myself, my brand, um, my area of expertise to be more seen and known? Yeah. 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 That timeline thing is, is, is such an important thing to remember. Like you can, you can know all the things and do all the things and be, and or even not do those because you don't have the capacity yet to be able to do all those things. And like yeah. on paper, your business is probably more successful than mine. And I've been doing mine for 10 years and you've been doing yours for three. And so they think there's this, there's this push and pull, but our lives are totally different. And our experiences are totally different and our businesses are totally different. And so like, there's so many things at play here. So yeah, I just love that caveat of your journey is going to be so different to someone else's. And that's really beautiful because your journey is also going to inspire someone else's journey. Let's let let's do a fake scenario then of of what advice we might give to someone who okay well, I'm going to build someone <laughs> plug in your laptop at the same time <laughs> um, okay so someone who is got a pretty good stream of clients coming in depending on what like what whatever their business kind of looks like they they're earning a good level but they feel like they're kind of reaching their capacity of maybe their time limits, like they're like, I don't have any more time to be able to grow anything more, or I don't have any more time to have any more clients, or I don't have any more, like maybe the time thing is is feeling a bit of an issue. What might be some things that they could implement to help? And then I'm going to go another scenario after this one, to help kind of grow their business if they're in that kind of stage. Yeah. So uh, I get quite a few clients that are almost like on the verge of running burnout because when I first yeah. came into the industry, I was boundaries. I was like the boundary queen. So that's kind of, that has stuck with me for a little bit. So I tend to attract women that if they're not already there, they're on their way because they're, they're capped, right? In, in some way, shape or form. And so the way I like to see this a lot too is often what we're focusing on or what we're leaking our energy into at this current level is also not available for the next level, but we don't know either how to delegate. We don't know either how to expand our energetic ceiling that there'll be things at this level that you're only seeing it through, through your current lens. And that's why it's feeling like, how could I ever grow? Because mm. I'm already feeling completely capped now. Yeah. And, and I have this question a lot. It's like, how do you have kids and do the businesses and all the things? And it's because I had to give things up at the last level in order to get this level. So whether it might be wasting my time in group chats with people, it might be um, scrolling on social media. It, you know, like if we actually get honest with ourselves, looking at our screen time, like I will ask my clients, like, what's your screen time? 
You know, it's so important to be getting honest where we're wasting pockets of opportunity. The other thing is women just not meeting their own needs, like really not caring for themselves, really not asking for support, knowing what their non-negotiables are, knowing what their preferences are, what their desires are. And often what I find is a lot of women are trying to wear all the hats, do all the things and tend to start putting themselves, you know, last. And that was a big key piece for me is realizing, and I will say like definitely age appropriate for children, but realizing I had to put me first and that's not something we're taught. You know, we're really taught. I believe a lot of the time it's got to be husband first, kids first, partner first, friends, you know, like, and we're all the way down here. And when I really got, I can't pour from an empty cup. And I really started to prioritize myself first and, and put myself first so I could be there for my husband and my kids and my businesses. My capacity grew tenfold, you know, like I had so much more bandwidth, um, but I had to really learn my boundaries for myself and the standards that I needed to hold for myself in order to be able to go to that next level. Mm, yeah, that's really cool. And when you were saying that, it kind of also got me thinking on this idea too of of knowing, I guess, no, a few things of like knowing what we're good at and what we want to keep doing and knowing those things we might want to delegate or um, making really strategic decisions. Like right now, say in my season, I've got barely any time to work, to do my business at all. And so like, there's so many things like entrepreneur brain. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to invest in this kind of marketing strategy and this kind of marketing strategy. Jackie, you don't have time for that. Do the ones you're doing good and then yeah, do the other things. And so like kind of knowing knowing those things and looking at it strategically and looking at it practically, like where, where am I in this season? Where am I in this part of my life? What do I actually want? And making decisions that support that rather than trying to do everything or um, not being willing to delegate and, and all those things. I know that you have a bit of, you have a little bit of a team. I got an email from your, um, your assistant recently. How, like, what was, did you, did you, when did you get a team in your business? Um, So for me, it was very early on. Um, however, context again, I had three mm-hmm. businesses. So yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know with the online space. What I did know is my time was very minimal, but I also <laughs> think that served me really, really well as well. Yeah. Um, and so I got a VA pretty much within the first six months and cool. I also had cash flow. So for me, when bringing in a team, I'm always looking at what's the cash flow, like what's the budget we actually have here to work with and and does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I got to leverage, you know, 35 hours a week and I probably didn't even have 35 hours a week to give her. It was just- That's a lot. I'm, yeah, a full-time role to fill. Back then I did with the businesses and then I've had to learn how to delegate with just one business now. So I would say she she definitely did have work in the beginning. Um, So I have had an extra person, which um, yeah, is definitely important, I think, to understand with building things, but there were seasons in my other business. I had nobody, Mm. you know, when we built the gym, you guys, I was dead set on YouTube, figuring out how to read a profit and loss, figuring out how to set up a payment system for the gym, figuring out how clients, like how we do workout schedules, like so many things that I had to teach myself. Um, And I think that's important. I think it's important to know the foundations of your business. And even when I had a VA, I went and taught myself pretty much everything first. Like I was still here's how I do a link. Here's how I set up my website. Here's how, because I want to know those things. I don't want to just completely outsource everything that I lose touch of that. Um, And so if you're in a season where you don't have a VA yet, it's really great in a way. Like I see it as a positive because you really get your finger on the pulse with your business, but then sometimes we need to hire and we wait too long. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Both incredible piece of advice. And then like, and that's something I teach even with design. I think I did a podcast episode recently that was, you need to even know the foundations of design so that you can actually give advice to your team to create. If you do have a team, like you can't just, so it's like knowing those things is just so important, let alone all of the different platforms and all the different bits and pieces. You don't need to be like totally all over it from forever, but at least those foundations so that you can like, what if someone just goes on leave or gets sick and then the business just falls apart? And you're like, you don't know how to do any of it. Like that's not a yeah. great place to be in. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And then, then the waiting too long. Like I remember when I first, I think I had a VA around probably a year and a half ago and for not many hours, like definitely not 35 hours a week. It was more like eight hours a month, I think. But just that little tweak gave me eight hours a month back. That yeah. time could then be spent on work that was bringing in clients rather than uploading the podcast and writing this note and yeah doing this menial kind of task that is really, really beneficial for the business, but I didn't need to be doing that. And yeah. so making those decisions and working out what you can actually delegate. And I, I remember thinking, there's nothing I can delegate. Like it only takes <laughs> me like 10 minutes to do that job. Why would I just not keep doing it? And I was like, I actually know that adds up over a month. Let's put that time somewhere else. eh? Yeah. Yeah. And now look at you, like there's a whole team and all the things. It's so cool. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so scary though. Hey, yeah. but that's fine. It can be, it can be, it really can be. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it's, uh, it's also fun. And it's like, I never thought that I would have a team. And I, I was like, I was, I was actually one of those people, I think that would say, like, I don't want a team. I just want to be myself. Um, but I think now that I've got a team, I'm like, this is actually really fun. I'm not totally alone in this business. And I get to support other people's lives by giving them money. Like that's, it's a cool yeah. position to get to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I remember for those that don't know me and Jackie are in a mastermind together <laughs> in case I don't think we added that. And I no. remember, I think when you were going through the season of hiring and I think it, it's so cool because I'm not sure if this is your experience, but we can already have preconceived beliefs around what that's going to be in hiring someone or bringing on a team, or it's going to be more work or it's going to be this and that. And often what you'll find is there's that season of having to build them and grow them and, you know, get them competent and in their area. But eventually it's like, why did I not do this sooner? <laughs> Why did I wait so long? Yeah, exactly. So no, it's definitely been so worthwhile. I'm like now I can't imagine my life without her or my other team people. I'm like, this is, this is, this is really helpful. Yeah. Um, I've lost the idea if I had for my other um, scenario, but I do want to just finish up with, with one last question around, around brand, but more we've spoken about your, your leopard print and the visuals of brand, but I also know that you're quite strong on brand in terms of like your, your, I guess your positioning and your message and your, and your, what you kind of stand for and what you kind of speak to, how have you found that's been helpful for you and why have you kind of pushed into that for your own business? Um, as in personal brand? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's been an interesting journey with personal brand. Um, I feel like it wasn't anything consciously that I chose to do. I just come online as a coach. So naturally I just started being known as a personal brand and just leveraged that more. Um, interesting though, I've, I've gone through many seasons of self-doubt on this entrepreneurial journey as an online coach. And I remember sitting there one day and I'm like, why does this feel so stretchy compared to just, you know, starting other businesses and being like, let's just do this. And I realized it was because I got to hide behind the brand, like yeah. my salon in my gym, there was like a logo and there was like, here's the brand. And, and I'm back here. Like, you can't, you can't judge me. You can't hurt me. Like you've got to deal with the brand. Whereas when you come online, it's like your face is the brand and, you know, people can see you, people can judge you, like you, not like you, all the different things. And it's really, um, yeah, it's a different place to be. So for me, it's just been 
at this point of the season in my life and journey, I've liked having a personal brand and just leveraging who I am as the person that when people come in, they're getting me, um, they're getting my experience, my expertise, my wisdom, my coaching. And that's just felt really supportive. I don't know where it's going to go in the future. Mm. Um, you know what we'll do, but right now, yeah, the personal brand has been a really big piece. Um, yeah. I've never been asked that question. I kind of like it. I'm like thinking because my niche and my messaging has changed so much, you know, yeah. like I was boundaries for so long. And then I just started getting into business. Like that was never the thing. I've been heavily into inner work. You know, that's been my bread and butter. I love it from the inside out. Um, and then I just started naturally getting people be like, how have you grown so fast? Like, how have you done this? Teach me, like, show me the way. And then I just started to fall into a lot more mentorship than coaching, but I blend a lot of the both and started getting into business. And then it's just been this natural evolution. And it, I, I struggled. Like I didn't want to give up my personal development. I loved helping people in that area, but I was just being asked more and more to help people grow their businesses. And for me, it's like the ripple effect in families and communities by being able to help someone build a business. Um, just means the world to me, like what it makes available for families, you know, it's quite beyond, especially when you're in this world. Um, so yeah, now it's, it's very much business, but it's such a blend of the inner work relationships and the outer work. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really like, you don't hear that point super often of like your niche changes, your niche will grow and you kind of need to follow, like a phrase you mentioned earlier, follow the breadcrumbs. I was listening to someone else on Instagram last night and they were saying that they've changed their idea of what, an, that they've changed their belief on niches because they used to be quite strict on it, which it's good to have a niche so that people know what you do. But she was like, I was pushing away people that didn't fit into my niche or that wanted me to help them with something that wasn't my niche. And so I kind of just pushed them away, even though I did really like that stuff. And so I think, especially in online businesses, allowing that progression to happen and allowing that to change. And that's one of the reasons that I do love teaching people how to do their own branding, because often they're going to need to change it relatively regularly to like target that slightly different demographic of person, because, oh, I realized that I actually really love being doing this stuff and I'm drawing the people in this way. So why don't I just head that direction instead of fighting it or including both of these. And so, yeah, I just love the the practicality of, yeah, you started off here and now you're here and that's that's cool. It's, it's allowed to change. It's allowed to evolve. And like, even mine has, like, I haven't, I started off with, I started up with anyone. I didn't start with a niche because I was like, ah, anyone work with me. I'm so terrified. Um, but then like it, it went into women in online business and like, it's still that, but the stages of business and what I even do and all of that has shifted so much, like even in the last three years, but if I hadn't have allowed myself to change because nope, I do this and that, and that's all I'm doing, then my business would look nothing, probably not even as successful as it is now. So I love that. I love that just practical advice of it, it changed. Yeah. And I think as entrepreneurs, when natural like rebellions, like you want to be an entrepreneur because you want the freedom, you don't like a lot of people don't like being put into a box. So the whole niche thing can be really like controversial, I guess. But honestly, my opinion, if you're below six figures, pick a niche, double down on that niche, go hard on it. Um, just rinse and repeat it. And eventually when you get to a certain level, you're going to be able to branch out into whatever you want. But I think we really feel like, and like you were saying, Jack, like we're going to leave people behind. And 
that can happen. And then sometimes like I'll have people pop into my inbox and through the sales process, I'm like, oh, you're the best fit ever, but they're only wanting this, but it's still my area of expertise. And so sometimes that's that you're still going to attract people that you're not even speaking to because they resonate with who you are. And as long as that's an integrity led conversation, you can still help them people. Um, But that was a big one for me. I really had to give up um, really wanting to support the people that went through a lot of things I went through because it was important for me to help women never have to go through that stuff or, you know, women in different situations. But I like to see it as like me going to my next level, lets the newbie coach come through and and help those people as well. So we're all supporting different, different stages. Um, And I think that's part of the, part of the process. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree. That's yeah. And yeah, still, yeah, love it. got nothing to add um okay before we wrap up I would just love to ask like how can we connect with you how can we be in your world how can we work with you yep so I'm an Instagram girl like mainly you'll always find me on Instagram pretty much daily it's never often I'm not on my stories or something so you can definitely find me on Instagram um I do have a podcast as well which is coming back it's been a little (laughs) bit quiet the last couple of months guys sorry um and that's called inner power and that's just on the standard Apple and Spotify I am on Facebook too, but if you're on Instagram, definitely connect with me there and say hi. I'd love to connect. Yay. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's in, that's like in and her, isn't it? Not, not in there. Yeah. It's like I and HR. I'm in the, I'm in the space of like, do I rebrand because she was birthed right at the beginning. Um, And I didn't really think about when you're typing in names, it's another thing, peeps. Like pick a name that when you type it in, it's easy for people to find. Um, so yeah, now I'm in a season um of going through a lot of changes in my business model and with you know the launches coming up, I'm like, maybe it's time to upgrade her. So we'll see. Yeah. So look, by the way, way check the check it. the show notes for the link and it will be it will be updated to whatever the yeah. podcast is currently. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing your story and your insights and your wisdom. I have so appreciated and so loved hearing it. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for having me. So thank you for joining me for that episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And it inspires you that you've got your own business journey and that you can go along whenever you want to go along and it can look however you want it to look, but also thinking through what different steps can I take? Do I need to start delegating? Do I need to do some, some, some thinking and some mindset? Do I need to set up some boundaries? Um, and what are the, what are the things that I need to focus on in this season of my business? So thank you for joining us and I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Well, that is not the end. If you'd like to keep hanging out, join me over on Instagram at whitedeergd and you can see all sorts of tips, updates and more there. Or you can head to my website at whitedeer.com.au for more. See you next week.